the you kind of like this guy, but when you can't decide between the filet o fish or the Big Mac, and he says, I'll get you both. Thank you. You definitely <laughs> like this guy meal. Get it at McDonald's when you get two of your faves for just six bucks. Limited time only. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Hello there, Bald New fans. It's time once again to debate, discuss who won the week on mm. our Bald Move TV podcast, the podcast for all the TV. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place with my branding there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we had the three contenders. Um, mm-hmm. We had The Leftovers, Better Call Saul, Fargo. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a controversial week because there's people that really, really liked Fargo. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it's not a not worthy episode. Better Call Saul was, was really, really good. And I detect from... Our podcast we did on uh, Tuesday that you were just ever so off on on your esteem for the leftovers. So uh, I'm where where are you stacking them? This you're is really them high, tough. You stacking them wide. You stacking them deep. Wherever they fit. Just refuse to stack. Period. Well, yeah. Your stats fat. The only stacks I like are pancakes. Are they are they rubber banded or are they vacuum sealed? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm old school, so they're rubber banded. All right. Well, you know. Don Eladio don't don't want that shit no more. Uh, so this is a problem for me because I kind of felt the same way about all three of these episodes. Like leftovers is always good, mm-hmm. but the first viewing of it certainly left me wanting a little bit. Okay. Uh, second viewing I thought was better. Um, better Call Saul was mostly excellent all around, except for I didn't really like how they kind of left us hanging at the end. Um, not knowing what's going on exactly. Right. And then Fargo was an entirely inconsequential episode. But very, <laughs> from what we can very tell. Very ambitious in its its aspirations and, and, and what it set out to do. And not unenjoyable, you know? Yep. It, it was just pointless. It, it was pointedly pointless. Uh, Almost to the fact that, like, I, the showrunner is like, yeah, it is, so sue us. Uh-huh. Like, we're going to put a useless machine, we're going to end the episode on a useless machine imagery just to, to ram the thought home. Right. So, man, how do you distinguish one over the other here? <laughs> I feel like, people. I mean, people are going to be very angry if I say Leftovers didn't win this week, but I honestly feel like Better Call Saul might have taken the week. Hmm. I, By so the slimmest of margins. I enjoyed Better Call Saul so much. That uh-huh. I almost went there too, and I was really thinking about this morning as I was getting ready. It's like, oh, God, I gotta make a choice. But I didn't have your problems with leftovers the first time. I was blown away by how beautiful and like savage and yeah, just again how kind of important and what 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 emotional heft it has. Um, and setting 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 senior and junior on this collision course. I think is 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 bonkers, and it's like um, it's also not it's not taking its sweet time. This thing, this season feels like it's moving like a freight train. I think. Well, um, I, hmm. and and again, okay. just how just how beautiful everything was, like senior you know, dancing out in the middle of the outback and the music, yeah. and how that stuck in my head all week long. <laughs> it did. Um, and I I think I liked Better Call Saul second. Hmm. Um. Because I unexpectedly, like I, I was expecting to really 
not like the Gus stuff because I said at the beginning of the season that like I'm I kind of one of the cool things about Gus is he is mysterious yeah and if we know too much about him then it might take some of that specialness away from Giancarlo Esposito's very spare performance um it might take some of the mystery that that we kind of fill in based on his reputation and all that and 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 what we see of his operation but then I got a little bit of taste of it and, uh, you know, kicks like a mule with its nuts duct taped together. <laughs> it's tight, 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 as Tuco would say. Uh, and I really liked it. And then far and then, and then I, I, this, the separation between the episodes has never been slimmer because like Fargo or Leftovers was really, really good. Better Call Saul was really, really good. And Fargo, while I don't think it was. Like you said, it's hard to escape that it was that it's kind of pointless slash nihilist. <laughs> That's it's not the right the right word, but very ambivalent. Um, even the way Nora, she's like <laughs> Gloria, but yes, yes, yes. Thank you, <laughs> Noria. Uh-huh. Um, even she says in the episode, like, yeah, this is a personal connection, but is it really? Like, I'm not even sure how I feel about this and why I'm doing this. Right. Um, I'm feeling angsty and existential about all this stuff. I just, it wasn't as viscerally engaging as either of the other two materials. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the only chance I can see Fargo of, of having of winning one of these weeks is maybe if leftovers has an off week, which doesn't happen often with the leftovers. Right. Um, this and, might be and, that week, honestly. This this is yeah, might be the closest, closest we get come. to a setup episode that we're going to get this whole season. But I think also Fargo would have to do something really interesting with either Ray or Nikki or Ray and Emmett. Well, here's the thing. Or potentially with Emmett and Varga. Like, honestly, Carrie Coons goes out to L.A. Yeah. Animation happens. But there is some kind of point to it. There is an emotional connection. There is something that yeah. pulls at, you know, involves me emotionally into this story. Other than, you know, my generic desire to see Carrie Coon be happy. Um, <laughs> they, that, that, cause, cause like, think of like how fun last week's episode. If they had that episode with some of the more audacious, like change of location and crazy animation techniques and stuff, that would be something that would, I think, vanquish a leftovers had it had a you know crazy white fella thinking type of episode right so yeah and i I, I feel like we're treating fargo as a second class citizen to these other two shows but honestly that's the way it feels in my mind like i fargo isn't as enjoyable for me as these other two and the thing the thing that sucks about it is i mean i don't know if you read any of the press but like a lot and, and even on our forums like this episode I'd say it's polarizing on our forums because there's a lot of people that are like you and I, like, oh, my God. And I was even shocked. I was looking on the Nattercast uh, forums on the, their Facebook fan site, and Shane Bowman's like, I'm out on Fargo. Huh. Um, okay. And I like, wow. I can see that reaction, honestly. Because yeah. I'm like, I thought that's like, wow, that's, that's, that's some pretty hate. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If I throw in the other shows I've been watching – if I throw hands made, Handmaid's Tale into the mix, if I throw American Gods in the mix, if I throw in Dear White People, which just came out on Netflix yeah. and I'm really enjoying the hell out of, I don't know that Fargo beats any of those except maybe maybe uh, Dear White People because it's more of a comedy than mm, – although yeah, it yeah. does have to t- tackle a lot of social, social drama. Um, I don't know, man. Like it's just – got such good television – 
And I know I'm leaving a lot of things out. Like there's a lot, lot of, you know, the 13 reasons why I think it's called about the girl who committed suicide. I haven't heard great things about that, but it's certainly getting a lot of controversy. Um, there's just really good stuff. That ha- Handmaid's Tale is amazing. And it, it huh. brings me back to like season one leftovers in the amount of emotional pain it's trafficking in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, uh, and American gods is interesting because like there's stuff in that, that I've never seen before on television, like utterly unique imagery. And it's only weakness is that their lead player is kind of bland in the same way space. Jon Snow is okay. Like it's unfortunate it's that unfortunate. all this stuff is swirling. I read that this guy has to share the screen with Ian McShane, throwing a hundred mile an hour fastball and he's just getting the hell man what is with casting all these people who i don't know are supposed to be the fucking anchors of your show right they've got to carry the most weight and you're just not doing great casting here shows right right um yeah i i i don't know it's 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 too bad that you've 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 got this guy um and also i think it's pablo schreiber plays this leprechaun character and that he's related he's, to hmm? live Lee Lee. No, no, he's uh, he played. He pl- did you ever watch Warden's New Black? No. Okay, so do you remember the Brink? He was the the pilot that was cheating on his his wife slash girlfriend on the Brink. Oh, he's okay. also Nick um uh Nikki on the wa- season two of The Wire. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and he's he's amazing. He's blowing this guy off uh, off the stage. So like, it, yeah. I just felt I feel sorry for this like generic kind of glowering stud dude. That like, man, you're just you just don't have the charisma to pull this off. But there's just so much great television that um, it, it's getting harder and harder to justify something that you don't love. Yeah, like why stick with something that you don't love if uh, you got some you got better options? That's really what it comes down to. You know, I I feel like the reason that Fargo is going to get short shrift here in Who Won the Week pretty much every week is going to be because we absolutely love these other two shows, mm-hmm. and Fargo is just a show we like. We, I don't know. I, I, I love Fargo up until like the second to last episode last year. And I, last I, season, I, yeah. I love the first season of Fargo too. I thought it was, and that's why it always bugs me when I hear uh, Andy Greenwald say that season two was a triumph and season one was just pretty good television. Cause like <laughs> constantly I like have a 180 degree opinion on him for lots of notable, you know, golden age of television era television. And I, I don't, I don't get it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that's who won the week. I was, I was trying to get Cecily and I in here to do a Handmaid's Tale and um, American Gods podcast. I think we decided to try to record that Monday so we can get another episode of American Gods in. Hmm, okay. Um, and, all, you know, also we, we could have recorded a month, Wednesday night, but we knew that was going to be a new Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale and, like, uh, you know. Because what, what they did is it's weird. They released the first three episodes on Hulu – and then every week, every Wednesday, they're releasing another one. So it's this weird blended binge model. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you I've get seen people that hooked and like, and that's probably a, that's probably really smart for a slow burn show. Not that it was a particularly slow burn, but they just really throw you in this this world, and they do a lot of world building, and it and it takes about that many episodes to to see like you know everything that the world has to offer. And I think episode four was maybe their best episode yet. Um, yeah, I wonder if they do that because it prolongs the hype. I, I mean... Because, um, like, uh, you look at Stranger Things, right? Yeah. That kind of came and went. And yeah. I, I know that it's going to be 
hyped uh, from here to breakfast uh, uh-huh. when uh, season two drops, but it's a very limited window of hype. And then people are on to the next thing. Whereas if you drip so you it out... Because are you coming around to Alan Suppenwall's contention that this that binging is not the optimal way to watch television? No, 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 no. I think from a consumer standpoint, from okay. a fan standpoint, I love it. Like that's the way I want to watch TV is binge it. But I think from a, a studio or a network standpoint, they want to keep the hype going, right? Yeah, but isn't doing something consumer... I mean, I don't know. Is it better to burn like a Nova and then be gone in two weeks? Or is it better to be, you know, try try to maintain a candle flicker throughout 13 weeks of stiff competition? Because that's the other mm-hmm. thing. Like, uh, like a Stranger Things, no matter what was going on at the time, it could have been showing opposite of Game of Thrones. And that burst of enthusiasm would have burnt through that into the cultural awareness. Like, you know... Whereas if it was just on and it was another show for 13 weeks and people couldn't get just like hooked and like, oh, my God, I plowed through this thing and it's over a weekend and I can't even fucking believe it. Like, yeah, maybe. And sometimes, you know, it's like that's kind of the bald move philosophy. What's good for the the the, the person that you're serving is good for the company. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say what's good for one show might not be good for another, because I certainly think that's true. I, like, I think if they wanted to go season two, Stranger Things, dripped out over 13 weeks, they could do it. Yeah. No problem. Right. Um, or eight weeks or 10 weeks, whatever it's going to be. Right. Um, and the hype would stay, right? People would be invested at that point. But you might be right. If you want to kickstart a new show and you're up against some competition, just get it all out there. But that that blended binge model, I think that, that, that Netflix might try that because, like... If they'd released like three or four episodes of Stranger Things and got you know like the, all these people hooked over right. a weekend when nothing yeah. else was on because they drop kind of like Friday like you know hey what are you gonna do Friday night let's let's try what's on and then two o'clock in the morning you're like oh my god yeah you'd still have that but then you'd also have the next four to X amount of weeks of people like speculating and and building up the hype and build so you get people hooked and then you string them along. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like that. There you go. The, the verbiage I'm using to describe it, it seems like it's not customer friendly. It's not consumer friendly. Oh, I agree. Yeah. So it's like in, 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 in the long term, is it better for net? Cause the other thing is like, it doesn't seem like Netflix has any shortage of these types of shows. Like yeah. maybe not everything will be as, as talked about as stranger things, but they are having pretty reliable success in knocking these things out of the park. And, and more and more people are doing like Hulu, like they've had some original series before, like, you know, Aaron Paul's the path. And what was that? Twelve, sixteen, sixty-five, or oh, Franco. Yeah, the Franco. But like the Handmaid's Tale seemed like the first one that's really getting like you know bubbling to the top forefront of the cultural awareness of the country. Yeah. Uh, well, so. I don't know. The companies are going to do what's better for their ROI. I would imagine. Right. But that's all you know. As we know well, as we well know, when you got to close the uh, econ or ecosphere ecosystem, like Netflix, what's good for the eye of the company. Or what's good for the company is very much in the eye of the beholder. Like it's mm-hmm. you know it, it's basically the executive and board team of Netflix's understanding of what their consumer wants. Well, and they have reams of data yeah, to back it th- up. That's the like, thing; they have all the data in the world to tell them exactly what the consumer wants. But how do they know the binge is better if they never tried the uh, the conventional way? Right. No, I mean that's probably why a lot of these shows are getting released differently you know right like they're trying all sorts of stuff one-off movies comedy specials like series all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. so i don't know 
the uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's who won the week. Uh, we will Bald Move TV will be back, I think Monday, but definitely next week to for Cecily and I to talk about The Handmaid's Tale and uh, American Gods. Uh, we might talk about a few of the other shows we've been watching because there's been some really good Netflix comedies. Um, I just encourage everyone if you got a Netflix subscription and you haven't checked out uh, Louis C.K. and Dave Chappelle and Maria Bamford in particular. You you really are missing out on about five hours of really really funny comedy, uh, and and that's that's my official recommendation for this week. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Nope. All right, we are out. We'll see you next week.